Hello and welcome. I'm Tara, the founder of Raising Resilient Children. I support parents with the tools and skills they need to become the parent they want to be. Using my signature framework, the language of kindness and parent clues for problem solving, I teach you ways to make parenting easier while fostering connection and building essential life skills for resiliency. As a longtime educator, former preschool owner, and parent, I have been working with parents and children for over 20 years. From this experience, I know there is no cookie cutter approach to parenting and information can be overwhelming. Let's tackle some of this by having some important conversations and digging into some different topics. So I was flipping through social media, as one does when they don't have time, but somehow finds themselves flipping through social media. Can you relate? Anyhow, I was seeing all the posts about things you should say to your children. Things like, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to fail. I hear your disappointment. These types of things. I've become increasingly frustrated with posts like this because although I think they're well-intentioned, they are also problematic. This is something I've been thinking a lot about recently. I know I'm a problem solver to the core. I think it goes hand in hand with my academic and educator brain. When I support families, I want to get right down into the base to figure out the underlying problem or challenge, to solve what the issue is, not just band-aid it. I like to say, don't use a band-aid where surgery is needed. I'm noticing a pattern in the world, especially on social media. As we move into this space where we are working harder to validate feelings, ensure that children are valued, recognize the importance of problem-solving behavior... In other words, as we work to show up differently than how we were parented, we're missing a key step. We have gotten really good at part one, validating the feelings, saying things like, it's okay to not be okay. The disappointment is real. It's okay to cry. I don't think we're doing a great job of part two. Now that we validated these feelings, what do we do about it? It's okay to not be okay doesn't mean you can treat people with unkindness or that you should stop doing things you need to do or that you can sit endlessly in your not okayness. That's not really that healthy either. In other words, having disappointed or frustrated feelings doesn't mean it's okay to yell or hit or break. There's a trend I'm seeing in my work, as well as hearing from colleagues in education, and that is having feelings and making space for feelings has actually become really problematic and in some cases somewhat dangerous. That not being okay or having really big feelings has translated into children doing really, really unkind and harmful things to themselves, to others, and to caring adults. It's also meant that some of the everyday things we need to work through have become obstacles that can't even seem to be overcome. Not getting your way, not getting the color you want, the toy you want, the food item you want, getting dressed and getting out the door. I was talking to a parent just the other day, and they said, you just made me realize something. You just made me realize that when you said it's okay to be your child's safe space, that that doesn't mean that you have to be unsafe or treated unkindly. I have totally allowed my child to treat me quite poorly by being their safe space, and I'm now noticing as they get older, they're starting to do it with other people, people that they either deeply respect or deeply disrespect. In other words, people they are really comfortable with or uncomfortable. I've had this conversation many times. When you make limitless space for feelings with young children, they grow into bigger people with stronger feelings, words, and actions. What am I saying? I'm saying it's okay to have feelings, but there are limits on this. Emotional suppression and emotional free-for-all are really two extremes, and we have to work to strike a balance. I see that balance as tools for feelings, understanding safe spaces for feelings, and also understanding that sometimes we have to not be okay and still push forward. Not every feeling needs to stand out, 
Validating feelings doesn't have to mean they take over or they become the focus. Validating a feeling might look like, yes, this feeling is not a great one and I need to push forward. Or it might look like I'm super overwhelmed and I really need to do some strategies so I can handle it. It cannot and should not look like I'm having this really big feeling, so I'm going to take that out on someone else. Being a safe space means accepting feelings with limits. Sure, venting can be a really important thing that people need to do, children included. But there's a difference between venting and projecting your anger at a listener. So if we understand that part one is validating the feeling, how do we start to think about building skills for part two? One of the things that I teach is how building tools for emotional regulation has to happen in calm and connection because we can't use tools that we don't have and we can't learn new tools in tricky moments because our brain has flipped into dino space. The other piece of this, if our go-to reactions to big feelings are unkind things, I like to call these unwanted behaviors, things like hitting, yelling, running, We need to put in place some clear steps for things that we can do or our children can do. For example, you are welcome to be angry. You are not welcome to yell at me. The question becomes, where can they yell? Or where can they release that really intense emotion? Or if yelling really isn't an option, how can they release that intense emotion in another way? Some big feelings have to go somewhere. And this is where parents and caring adults have become an outlet instead of, Places like basketball courts or running around a playground, creating some art, listening to music. Part of the reason for the extra pent-up emotions, we as a society simply don't move enough. That truly is a topic for another day. The important point to make today, if we are not okay and we need to have our feelings validated, it's essential that we build tools and skills for how to manage our feelings, both in the moment and where to redirect that extra emotional buildup. It might not happen right away. Maybe in the moment you have to take a deep breath and squeeze your lemons, knowing that later you need to get outside for a jog, take your child to the playground. But in any solution, it should not be that you take on the full extent of the feelings because you feel you need to be someone else's safe space, even if it's your child. Being a safe space means being there, not being treated unsafely. So it's okay to not be okay. The next step is, what do we do with these feelings? How do we handle them? And maybe a layer of this is that we need some professional help. Or maybe a layer of this is that we need to realize there is a step two, because getting stuck in step one isn't where we want to find ourselves. For me, it means that we need to start building tools and skills for ourselves and for our children so that when they are faced with big feelings, they don't suppress them, but they also don't allow themselves to be overtaken by them. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when future episodes launch. For information on how to connect with me, head to taragrado.ca or you can find me on Instagram at Raising Resilient Children. Until next time, thanks again for listening to the Raising Resilient Children podcast with Tara Grado.